Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey everyone, don't forget to buy our crap from our all-new, all-spiffy online store. And for a very limited time, we're now carrying, this is brand new, Tiny Trump mugs. Coffee mugs featuring Tiny Trump screaming in his little tiny cigar box. That's $13 for a small mug and $16.95 for the mega size. Go to bobseska.com and click the buy our crap link under the logo at the top of the page or just bookmark bobseska.com slash store and go shopping until you're dropping. Thank you in advance. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. What's first, man? Some old favorites making a return appearance. Do I get a hint? Well, let me see. The squad car that took him to the police station was destroyed by a bolt of lightning. <laughs> you mean, hello, <laughs> it's us. <laughs> Bob and June Wheeler, you Yugoslavian recidivist knuckleheads, you. What the heck brings you by? They were picked up on a 509B violation, sir. 509? Uh-huh. B? Yeah. I don't believe I'm familiar with that one. Uh, well, sir, it's not used in Manhattan very much. It involves the illegal detonation of poultry. <laughs> but I didn't think the chickens were among our more widely used explosives. <laughs> Sir, the Wheelers were merely trying their hand at egg farming. They ran into a bit of difficulty with a propane-powered incubator. It seems as though Darla and Alfalfa here uh, <laughs> got an incubator with a faulty shutoff valve. It was a nightmare. <laughs> the god-awful smell of meringue. Blood-curdling peeping. Bob Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> that right there was a brief clip of the Senate impeachment trial happening right now. Thank you. We're just getting started early today. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 21, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1097 of the Trump crisis, day 122 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 287 days until the 2020 presidential election. Oh, let's bring him in, my friend Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yes, yeah. I, what? No gavel? <laughs> I can't, can't start until you gavel us in. That's true. I forgot hi, about that. I know. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. We are uh, no longer members of the royal family, but we will continue to lead a life of service. So take take some solace in that. Sure. Uh, at today's show, we'll begin uh, right after a bitter fight over the rules. We get that get that out of the way, and then we can move on. That's sure. right. The, the impeachment trial is on. Uh, the impeachment trial of Donald John Trump got underway this afternoon mm -hmm. in earnest. Have you seen this? Have you, have you noticed this? Every, all the news reports say uh, the trial begins in earnest. So, like, up till now, we were just goofing around? I, God, it seems like it. It really, really does some days. In earnest. <laughs> uh, and remember, we're not here to be fair and impartial. We're here to just get out of here in time for dinner. That's our... <laughs> Learned that's the way to do it. 
Speed. And uh, I, I believe that's enough jokes. I'd say it's time for Bob and I to get serious now because, you, you know, Bob, uh, my real calling is journalism. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was very young, it called, and uh, we didn't have voicemail. So, <laughs> All right. Not a lot of choice. There you day. go. Perfect jokes. We're a uh, perfect day in a perfect trial. Uh, Mitch McConnell right now talking on the Senate floor. Talk, you know what, Buzz? I think we have a little bit of... There, there he is. I just brought up the feed from C-SPAN. Is it? Mitch McConnell, McConnell yes. <laughs> he's. Uh, it's kind of gross what he's doing to the podium right now, but... You know, uh, 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 there he goes. All right, all right where he's does back. He, where does he get the energy to be majority leader? That's I don't, what I I don't know. He's just I do. a turtle for crying out loud. Jesus. You know, there, uh, we laugh, but there are so many serious things happening right now as we speak. Uh, yeah, we've got the uh, impeachment trial of Donald Trump. My God. What do we know at this point in terms of uh, how the next couple of days are going to go? It's just going to be a lot of, I guess, discussion and debate over the rules today. And does that include the 12-hour periods of time that each side gets to make their opening remarks? Or is that going to come after today? Is that happening starting tomorrow? Or is that is that going that's, on right now? I don't know. Th- that's That starts tomorrow. Uh, to answer your first question, no, yeah. nobody, know, nobody knows what's going to happen over the next couple of no, days of or not. over the next couple of weeks or possibly for the next couple of months. We Mm-mm. just don't. It, it, again, I said this last week, nobody knows. Don't let anybody tell you they know because nobody knows how this is going to go. No. Uh, we we, we do know the basic layout of it, of course, and yeah. that is today is, uh, the as the aforementioned, bitter fight over the rules. Uh, there will be uh, much debate about that. The Democrats will lose uh, every single amendment they propose, but here's the beauty of it, in my opinion. Uh, they get the argument out there, yeah. and I, I think they make the Republicans look bad by forcing the Republicans to vote against what uh, a majority of Americans 77 out of 10, 69% of Americans support having uh, witnesses and testimony Mm. for this trial to make it a trial because no trial doesn't have witnesses. Uh, That's what America wants. And uh, this forces Republicans to say today at the start of the trial that they're against uh, witnesses and and evidence, uh, even possibly evidence that's already on record. So uh, we got to get that. I guess their point is they want to get that on record first. Mm. And then tomorrow uh, they actually begin uh, the, the Democrats begin their two days of arguments, followed by. Uh, the Republicans get two days. But again, there are so many things that can happen along the way yeah. uh, that can you know, pause this and, and, and make it go on actually longer. Uh, some of it could go into the dark. That may or may not be a bad thing. We could talk about that. But it's just there's no way to answer your question. There's no way to know exactly what's going to happen. Well, I have a bit of advice. But, but before I give that advice, we got to start yes. with this. A tiny Trump in his cigar box protesting. Uh, yeah, here's here's a bit of advice from me to you, uh, not you, Buzz, but uh, those of you People. listening. Do not count on Mitt Romney or any of the other, Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins or any of those people, to vote the way we want them to vote. However, right. if they do vote the way we want them to vote, then then feel free to be surprised and, and delighted exactly. by that. I'm be, not I'm not waiting for them to do the right thing in this. I'm just counting be, on them yeah. to do the wrong thing. Exactly. Be like uh, me and Bob and and that is uh you go into it with a pessimistic point of view and then be pleasantly surprised <laughs> yeah. when it goes better than that. Yeah. Now, I actually think uh <laughs> that's actually pretty true. Mm-hmm. I I actually think that uh there is a possibility and and I think yeah. uh, some of them will vote uh, for witnesses toward the end of the trial, which is a stupid place to have it, but mm-hmm. better than not having it at all. And that is the way it's going to go with this Republican majority. Um, I, you know, I, and they want to hear uh, they want to hear the evidence. They want to see the documents as well. Uh, there are a lot of Republicans, more than you think. I have. Uh, there's, you can, I think you can add North Dakota's Kevin Kramer to the list of Republicans who, who want to hear witnesses. So, <laughs> yeah. As, 
as the, the guy you didn't actually think was a member of the Senate because uh, I that maybe that's the first time I've ever heard that name before. Right, exactly. <laughs> and see, I this is what can happen, and this is yeah. why nobody can know what's going to happen because uh, people come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got who? Kevin? Who? Right, uh, Kevin. Kevin Kramer of North Kevin Dakota, Kramer. of all people. He'd like to hear from witnesses. Uh, uh, Republicans are gonna they want to show unity at the outset. They're all yep. gonna say no to witnesses and evidence at the outset. But there are, I think, the four votes or five votes or six votes or more that uh, Democrats need to get those witnesses and to get uh, to get those documents. Now, that can lead to other problems that you may or may not have on your mind, but uh, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves either. No, no. And in fact, some of what's going on right now, in fact, everything that's happening on the Republican side right now directly correlates with another story that I want to get to here eventually in the show uh, from Vox, and it has to do with Steve Bannon, and it has to do with flooding the zone, and it is terrifying. Yes. And, uh, and I want it with flooding it with what, Bob? Do you remember him saying? <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically the weaponization of the fire hose of news. I want to get to that in a, in a few minutes. But what we're seeing right now is lie after lie after lie. For example, as you reported, Buzz, earlier today on social media, McConnell is now repeating the falsehood that right. his rules for Trump's trial are much like the rules in the Clinton impeachment, even though they're not. And, and not, a, not really much at all. No, and thank God that uh, Chuck Schumer is pointing out those differences. But Chuck Schumer's not going to convince any Republicans, and the Republicans aren't going to be convincing any Democrats. So I'm wondering where this eventually moves. And I guess the wiggle room is right there with uh, Mitt Romney and Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and that crew. And this other guy, Kevin uh, Kramer? Kramer. <laughs> Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. Kramer. Yeah, that other member of he the is- Senate. He, every time he enters the Senate floor, it's it, it cracks everybody up. His entrances are stupendous. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, that Kramer. <laughs> he comes sliding across the yes. floor. Yeah. Oh, my God. His crazy hair and all of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, here's, an, here's another lie that's going around. It's being perpetuated by uh, Mark Levin on Fox News Channel that Trump is getting less due process than the terrorists on 9-11. I mean, this is oh, the, the crap that they're flooding the zone with on Fox News Channel right now. And, you know, the terrorists on 9-11 didn't get due process because they all died in the attacks. That's kind of how that worked out. So I'm not sure how Trump is getting less due process than committing suicide by, yeah, yeah. you know, slamming airplanes into buildings. It's well, Bob, ridiculous. you know, we could argue facts all day, but it's not going to penetrate <laughs> right. what the, what they believe and I what know. they feel and what they think. Yeah. I, you know, I, I am really struck by the fact that after liberals were and, and the progressives were for so long called snowflakes by yeah. conservatives that it turns out the real snowflakes are the conservatives. They're the ones who just can't take it. You know, who just, oh my God, uh, yeah. It, 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 and and I guess that goes to the thing. No, I'm not. So are you? Uh, you know, that the sort of thing we hear from Trump all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you are, but what am I? And what exactly. this is basically, this is <laughs> every member of the existing Republican Party, which is rapidly dying. Uh, if, especially yes. if you listen to some never Trumpers like Rick Wilson, the Republican Party is is being suffocated right now, smothered by Donald Trump. But everyone in that Republican Party is tasked right now with propping up this ridiculous sack of trans fats in the White House. That's what they're doing. They're all in the process of bolstering this guy who has no business being in the White House in the first place, who is a unapologetic crook. Everything that you might believe about Donald Trump, there's a pretty good chance that's true. So he's got all of these people around him who are filling in those gaps. If you imagine Donald Trump but just being like a Swiss cheese, all these holes where he doesn't understand things and he's committing crimes and he doesn't know how to read and he doesn't understand the Constitution, they're all filling in those holes like you know a little kid standing there. What was the story of the kid with putting his fingers in the dike? They're right. holding back. All of that incompetence that is Donald Trump, that's all they've got left. That's all they can do. And so they're just going to keep doing that and doing that and doing that. And that's why they look so ridiculous to the rest of the world, because all of those things, they just seem so obvious to us. We all know. And this relates directly to the uh, the Carol Lennig, uh, Philip Rucker book, uh, oh, wow. a, a Very Stable yeah. Genius, which is a whole, oh my God, you want to talk about a whole can of worms. We're going to get into that too. 
revelatory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they have no choice. The Republicans have no choice. If they want to continue forward with this president, if they want this president to get reelected, all they can continue to do is to prop him up and look like assholes in the process. Well, because, okay. So many things. First of all, you, you forgot to mention the mold on the cheese. No, that's true. I forgot about that. It, it is a moldy bit of cheese. <laughs> secondly, secondly, there's some, some breaking news. Some breaking news. Oh, no. Uh, at the last minute, McConnell has changed his rules resolution and expanded the opening arguments from two days to three. Oh, this, okay. I this, guess this, maybe this that's be- the this, this is much better and does make a step, a significant step, you'd have to say. Yeah. It may not be far enough, but you have to count it as a step a little bit toward more what uh, what the Clinton trial was like. Now, yeah. there are a lot of other ways, major terrible ways in which it is not the same but this is a good seems like a good step right here yeah it's a little confusing because what it is is it's not technically two days each it's a total of what 12 hours per day or something like that i'm not I'm sure there's well, a difference. no it's yeah yeah each side gets 24 hours over a two-day period right and uh, the rules have always been i think even before mcconnell's rules there's a rule that says it shall start at 1 p.m and part of the reason for that is so the supreme court justice can do his morning his day job in the morning yeah and and then get over there at one for the impeachment well if each side only got two days and uh, they they got uh, 24 hours worth of session time mm-hmm. they start at one with when you, by the time you calculate in breaks and stuff that's finishing up at 3 a.m yeah you think first of all you think justice roberts wants to stay up till 3 a.m and be at his desk at nine o'clock to, uh, the next morning across the street at the Supreme Court. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't see that happening. No, no. So you know, there may have, for all we know, there may have been some pressure from uh, the the uh, Chief Justice on on expanding that. Uh, one thing I, I would still say, and I was I was definitely going to say it when uh, it was down to two uh, days of debate, uh, is that if it were me, I would program my speeches and whatever else I can get away with in this, yeah. in this opening arguments, I would program them for prime times. So, you know, the, the Democrats have been rightly complaining that this thing could go on till three o'clock in the morning and the American people might not see some of the best parts. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when it's your turn to talk, you have some control over at what hour the best parts occur. Yeah. So I would program uh, the case, I think, and and I hope, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what they did. I, I certainly hope so. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's it, we're going to have some more time here. But it, you're right; it was confusing because if you start at 1 p.m. and you get two days, that means you have 12 hours a day, which means that at least one of those days you go to 1 a.m., which is really the next day. So it's the same now, number. <laughs> is it the same number of hours now, but spread over three days instead of two days? I, is that what I, I'm going to get here? I I just got this bulletin on okay. my phone. I do. I have not had a chance to read the story to see. Uh, you know what the uh, if, if the number of hours have changed. I don't yeah. believe they have. I expect it's twenty four hours over three days, and right. uh, that that would also uh, squash the Democratic objection that uh, this will be on at hours people can't see. Yeah, and none of the networks, none of the broadcast networks are carrying this, will they? In in prime time or anything like that, we're not. We're only going to see this coverage on cable news and C SPAN and all and online, of course, but not uh, not on any of the broadcast networks. Probably, and it's so unpredictable as yeah. I indicated. Uh, the other thing that can happen is they can vote, and either party can do this, I think, uh, propose it, a vote to go into deliberation. And deliberation is going to be tempting for them because uh, the, the senators are not allowed to speak during the trial proceedings. But if they go into deliberation, then the cameras get shut off, the lights get turned down, everybody gets chased out except the senators, and the senators hash it out. And, they, and they talk. Now, the bad side of that is the American public doesn't get to see what's happening. Uh, the good side of that is, and there is a good side to it, is that it means there's no grandstanding for the cameras yeah. because there are no no cameras. Mm-hmm. So no over-the-top speeches. Uh, it's more, it becomes more like a conversation yeah. between the senators. Interesting. Uh, as, close, as close as you can get in, in this extremely partisan time. The other thing that makes this impeachment different than the Clinton impeachment is the hatred between... Uh, <laughs> Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. That's uh, true. That didn't that did not exist when uh, Clinton was president. Uh, that's how far we've fallen as a country 
and how divided we we really are. The the two leaders can't even talk anymore. Now, has there been any ruling? I assume there hasn't been because I don't think we've seen any votes along these lines. But I think Donald Trump doesn't he want to uh, enforce the any Bolton testimony, any witness testimony behind closed doors because of national security? Blah blah blah. Is that going? This, is that still happening, or is that is he backed off of that? That's a no question no, coming but into this, this. This is a fascinating rabbit hole. So fall down it with me, will you? <laughs> okay, uh, yes, it's a pleasure. Uh, so uh, the Democrats want to call Bolton, and let's say the Republicans say no. I, I think there are enough Republican votes to make it happen. But then, as you pointed out, the White House is, is still sticking with its plan yep. to invoke executive privilege. In fact, uh, Mitch McConnell opened with it in his pretrial speech on the floor of the Senate this afternoon. Uh, you know, that will just the executive order we're going to follow executive order uh, because it would be a violation of that to have john bolton testify the democrats will then challenge that in court they'll file a lawsuit yeah and uh, the the republicans are thinking aha that's where we've got them because then we can make this just stretch out forever and ever and ever but wait but wait if it it goes to the supreme court where John Roberts, the Chief Justice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's been called uh, crazy and other things by Donald Trump, uh, will probably rule very quickly on a case like mm, that. Yeah. Uh, th- this would not be a long, drawn-out process because if the subpoena itself is signed by Justice Roberts, the Supreme Court is likely to uphold it. In fact, there isn't a court in the land that's going to overturn anything that's signed by John Roberts. Right. So uh, the Senate may be excited about a court fight with the Republicans, but I don't think they will be once it arrives. Saying don't worry about it uh, dragging things out too very much because, uh, they, you know, again, you just don't question a John Roberts subpoena. That's right. And isn't there another angle to this, too? Uh, I, Probably. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, with executive privilege, hasn't Trump been hesitant to invoke executive privilege on a lot of these matters because you can't invoke executive privilege in matters of committed crimes or the potential of committed crimes. So therefore, to defend executive privilege in court, you have to show that you didn't commit a crime in some way. <laughs> and so that could actually come back and bite him. Uh, so therefore, what's been happening is instead of that, he's just been saying, no, we're going to stonewall with all of our witnesses. We're going to stonewall with document production. We're not going to give the House managers a goddamn thing. So is executive privilege coming into play with this matter, too, with the the bold well, testimony? Try. OK, they're going to try. And Democrats could argue that. It, it, I mean, are we if we're talking about the floor of the Senate or or the court case, uh, if we're talking about the court case, in any event, Republicans yeah. are going to try to to keep Bolton out of it. I just don't think, for the reasons that you gave and the reason that I gave, I just I, they're not going to succeed. They're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, they, for the Republicans in the Senate don't care if it was a criminal matter or not. Uh, but the court, as you pointed out, may very well, and they'll certainly respect a Roberts subpoena. Yeah, and I also noticed this a uh, little bit of information too, and this answered some questions for me because I keep thinking, good Lord, doesn't the NSA have recordings of a lot of these conversations where Donald Trump is talking to foreign heads of state or maybe uh, even matters that are happening internally inside the White House? Doesn't the intelligence community have some sort of documentation of these things, whether it's the CIA, but certainly NSA, when you're talking about people inside the United States talking to people overseas. I mean, we're, we could even loop in uh, Rudy Giuliani and Lev Parnas and all of this. Like if Rudy Giuliani is talking to Yermak or something like that, wouldn't the NSA have documentation of those phone calls? And why then isn't the NSA and the CIA and some other uh, intelligence agencies producing uh, information for uh, the House prosecutors? And now we learn today that the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff is accusing the White House of pressuring the NSA and the CIA mm-hmm. of withholding yeah. documents about Ukraine from Congress. Uh, Schiff said the NSA in particular is withholding what are potentially relevant documents to our oversight responsibilities on Ukraine, but also withholding documents potentially relevant that the senators might want to see during the trial, Schiff said, adding that there are, quote, signs that the CIA may be on the same tragic course. Jesus, God. Uh, maybe I mean, how do you maybe maybe not yeah. I the state the statement that I'm hearing I, Gina Haspel doesn't always fall in line with Trump and uh, thank God uh, there was a, a statement was issued by the CIA mm. that was very detailed and very emphatic and very credible 
about how they intended to respect uh, congressional oversight authority. And uh, it, 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 it seemed... It seemed to be crying out for help. I think what we're seeing here is similar to what we saw this past week with the National Archives, yeah. um, uh, oh, where God. where images were altered uh, so as not to fire anybody up. Well, uh, there no order came from the White House uh, for the National Archives to blur out uh, protest signs at the Women's March, uh, but they did it out of sort of fear that such an order would come. And and that's sort of the terrifying atmosphere we live in. Yeah. So there didn't have to be an order there, and there doesn't have to be one at the NSA either. However, however, going by not just that statement issued by the CIA, but by the intelligence officers themselves who have really bonded together. They've got their own private Facebook group now. I mean, they don't share they don't share classified information there. Yeah. But they do cheer each other on. It was created when Marie Ivanovich was under threat. Uh, and and they all got because they united. There is a united community that is the majority of our intelligence community that will not go along with this. Ultimately, uh, is there pressure from the White House uh, over there? I, there doesn't have to be, but I'm sure there is. Uh, are they uh, bending to it? Uh, they're trying not to rile up the president, but I think they'll ultimately do the right thing. And just another example, too, of the not necessarily the Republican Party, but members of the executive branch backstopping Donald Trump, terrified of Donald Trump, because Donald Trump needs whatever he can to wiggle out of his own the trap of his own making. And so the, the National Archives has to blur that shit out. Otherwise, suddenly the head of the National Archives is fired and a bunch of people yeah. in Inside the National Archives, fired because Donald Trump needs his whoopee. Donald Trump needs his safety blanket and as many people around him as possible to provide that safety blanket for him. That's how incompetent he is. That's how dangerous he is. That's how much of a criminal he is. He just he he, he can't function unless the bureaucracy is guided toward not doing their jobs but backstopping Donald Trump. And that is not the way uh, the federal well, government is supposed to operate. That's not how. No, and sometimes yeah. it's it's not because they're kissing his ass sometimes. It's because, as you said, they're afraid of him. Congress mm-hmm. is afraid of him. The Senate is afraid of him. Individual Republican senators are yeah. afraid of him because they don't want to be attacked by tweet, because they don't want to lose the favor of the Trump oh. base, which they believe is their only hope. Well, let's go to 30,000 feet for a second. Yeah, uh, The Trump base isn't, what it's made out to be. I, I know I've seen the same numbers everybody else has, but I, those numbers, there's every reason to believe those numbers are low. Now we have to be careful about numbers because we saw what happened in 2016, yeah. but I do not think that the support is there. When you look at the number of 51% of Americans now favor impeachment, 69% want evidence and witnesses in this trial to consider it a fair trial. Yeah. 58% believe that Trump abused his power. Uh, and not even all of Republicans. I think only a few, I think 11% of Republicans uh, are in favor of uh, impeachment and removal. Uh, that's not a, that's a, a small minority, but it's a crack. And I think there are others on the fence, but more important than Republicans and Democrats are the independents. So depending on what happens in this trial, and that includes the behavior of Senate Republicans, depending on what happens in this trial and and the fairness of it, uh, public opinion can change. And when public opinion changes enough, and we're very close, we're getting very close. Yeah. And when, and when public opinion changes enough, you're going to see Senate Republicans change as well. Now, so we, it's, this is all. This is a battle for public opinion. Uh, this is a formal, uh, very serious process that we, we're involved in here. But at the end of it, the votes uh, from the Senate that are going to make the difference on removing this president lie in the hands of public opinion, and it is eroding. Uh, Trump's at what uh, I don't know, like thirty-four percent approval now. It, it's it, things are. Things are not good for this president. No. And I, 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 you know, it's, I, I see what Republicans are doing. I just don't think it's going to work in the end. Yeah. And I hope, God, I would love to be as, uh, as positive about this as, as you're being right now with regard to the polling, because I, I I'm just in one of those cynical modes at, uh, today at this point in the uh, process, because I see the poll numbers that you're citing. And then I keep looking back to, for example, early 2013, right after Sandy Hook, when there was, there was all this public support. I mean, there was literally like, I don't know, 75, 
98% support for the Mansion Toomey background checks amendment among NRA members, uh, like 80% among Republicans in support of that legislation. And it got filibustered by the Republicans anyway. The well, the yeah. public opinion did not bend any Republicans in, in terms of supporting that piece of legislation. And it was the it, least they could have done without doing anything. I with, know, with, I Especially know. in the wake of Sandy Hook. So I, that's the only reason I'm a little cautious about the uh, the polls moving the Republicans. In, I'm a little feeling a little cynical along those lines. In in that case, money talked, money from the NRA, and also yeah. gerrymandered districts that those Republicans rely on for right. their jobs. So they were appealing to their donors and to the gerrymandered districts that keep them in office, and that's what that was about. And I think that's applicable to that particular issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, whereas others are more ideological, I I think this was more. Craven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hope they do bend. I mean, I really do. I sincerely hope that we get some of those votes and we can uh, add some actual, you know, uh, due process in all of this. Give the president a I'm- chance to defend himself. <laughs> give some, get uh, John Bolton up there and get some others. Get Lev Parnas to testify. Yes, of course. I mean, if Lev course. Parnas says, goes under oath and says half of what he said to Rachel Maddow last week, there, there's the very real possibility that they could change some minds. They maybe not, well, maybe won't change enough minds to get a conviction. But there'll be enough minds to, you know, maybe get a bipartisan vote uh, for conviction, even though it doesn't ultimately uh, rise to whatever it is, the 67 votes they need. But nevertheless, uh, they got to get some people in there. There's got to be some sort of real trial here. And I would like to think in a perfect world that the lack of a real trial, uh, Mitch McConnell's participation in the cover-up would actually turn some Republicans away from Donald Trump and away from uh, supporting the Republicans on all of this. I'd like to think it's that all was about gonna, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the numbers. It's all about public opinion. And yeah. it could take a very simple thing uh, to happen, uh, to turn public opinion. It, it might be a stupid, unexpected thing. Even. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it, it's, and there's always the possibility that, that something can happen along the way that will tip this even further. If 70% of Americans believe that uh, there ought to be witnesses and documents, mm-hmm. then most of those 70% of Americans need to call their Republican senators yeah. and let them know. It's public. This all gets down to public opinion. The minute the public turns on Trump, I mean, not just 51 percent, but more than that. The minute we cross whatever magic threshold we have to cross. Yeah, that's when that's when Senate Republicans will will switch as well, mm-hmm. because it will finally be politically safe for them to do so. They're not going to do it until it is. And, you know, what? going back to what you were saying about uh, some of the Republicans being terrified of Trump and, and this whole idea that Donald Trump is going to seek retribution against anyone who stands in his way in any of these endeavors. Uh, last night, as I was watching Carol Lenning and Philip Rucker on uh, Rachel mm-hmm. Maddow, I'm thinking, right. man, those two are going to get audited this year. That's, I just, that was my first. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to order the IRS uh, to audit these people. Well, he's, he's certainly weaponized other departments of the federal government in the past. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, these two uh, will find uh, some sort of uh, angry letter in their mailbox one yeah. of these days saying they're uh, they're going to get audited out of the blue. And uh, he's uh, already he's already weaponized the IRS and the yeah. OMB and everything else he can get his hands. Yep. On. Oh yeah, certainly the OMB. But I want to talk about the uh, Carol Lenning, Philip Rucker book here in just a, a few minutes because the revelations in this thing again, um, uh, breathtaking but completely not surprising. <laughs> Shocking but not surprising, I think is the no, uh, no. It's fascinating. It really is a kind of an inside look, uh, very much an inside look. It reads like a novel. God, I wish more people took this seriously. As far as uh, people on the other side, uh, but they're surrounded by this protective force field that won't allow any uh, contravening facts to uh, intercept their brain cells or what remains of their brain cells, given all the uh, brain worms. But uh, I, I just you know, some days I just wish I wish a few people would see this information and go, well, yeah, they're Pulitzer Prize winners so they must be on to something here so you're saying people should read then yeah to try okay. <laughs> try reading okay <laughs> all right good luck with that yeah but make it one of your new year's resolutions to read this goddamn book because i know i'm going to try to yeah. squeeze in it myself i think it's i think it's a page turner it yeah, looks like yeah. a page turner well, speaking of New Year's resolutions, we're all making New Year's resolutions. I think there's still time to work yours in. It's still January. You can still get, yeah, maybe a few more days of uh, working in a new uh, New Year's resolution. But in case you can't think of a good one, here's a suggestion. 
Resolve to look good in all of your social media photos by wiping out all those fine lines, wrinkles, and baggy eyes with Plexiderm. We all love Plexiderm here on the show and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. And when I took the test, all I had to do was apply this powerful serum to my problem areas. And within about 10 minutes, I was a new me. And the best part is there's no surgery or Botox involved. It's 100% natural. Simply put, I was blown away by the results. So here's what you got to do. You got to ring in 2020 with confidence, knowing Plexiderm is going to give you smooth, younger looking skin in just a matter of minutes. The best part is it goes on clear. So nobody's going to know you're using it unless you tell them. Leave your under eye bags and wrinkles in 2019 with Plexiderm. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL, two words, SEXYLIBERAL, for 50% off, half off, plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off, plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code SEXYLIBERAL. Thank you. 2020 a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The Bob Seska Show. She woke up in the morning This is uh, the scenic route And You Better Kiss Me is the name of the song And it's from their epic album uh, Link in the description Make sure to submit your music to bobseska.com slash music It's gotta be your music Don't submit some other band I need to hear from the bands or their management themselves Otherwise I can't play it Okay, uh, lots still to talk about. Also, in case you missed the very, very top of the show, I am now selling, and when I say a very, for a very limited time, I really mean it. For a very limited time, we're going to be selling Tiny Trump mugs in our store at bobseska.com. Click the Buy Our Crap link under my face. At the See, top I, was of initially, I was initially confused because <laughs> I thought it was a tiny mug. <laughs> It's a tiny Trump mug, but no, it's a it's a mug featuring tiny Trump. That's right. It's it's a tiny Trump uh, mug, and and so I see what yeah, you did. There. I I had to clarify on Facebook when I posted about that. I guess it doesn't mean it's a teeny tiny mug. It's not a tiny Trump sized mug. It's actual a, human size. Yeah. In fact, there are two sizes of, of the mug you can get. If you if you prefer a smaller mug, we've got oh. the small mug, right? If you've got small hands like Donald Trump, you can get get the small mug. Uh, and then there's also one called Mega for just a few bucks more. So click the drop down menu when you go to order. Make sure to click from small to mega if you want the larger size, tiny, tiny. God, it's mug. like it's like it's like Starbucks. I'll have a mega tiny, please. <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, yes. And conf- confuse and delight all of your friends for <laughs> why you've got tiny no, Trump I, on your mug. I think this is great. This is my favorite item you've come up with ever. I think everybody should have. I, I, I will purchase a, a tiny Trump. <laughs> okay. Well, why, why don't you just allow me to purchase one for no, you? No, no, You're see, on no, the show. No, I know what postage costs. I'll, I'll, I'll buy my own mode. Okay. Sounds good. What okay. do you think, tiny Trump? You can't let that happen to me. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so sad, isn't it? 
It's so sad you're getting uh, impeached, where you've been impeached and now you're going on trial. I just, you know what? Every once in a while, I just think the words, the trial of Donald Trump, the impeachment yeah. trial. Of Do- and that just makes me happy. Just makes me smile a little bit, knowing that Donald Trump is on trial for something and it's this public and that it's eating away at him like you wouldn't believe. Do you know how long I've waited to type the words that I typed just before we started this show? The trial of Donald John Trump has begun. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. You know what? Where's our, our glorious uh, Trump has been impeached movie? There we go. We've got him. No, we don't. We've got, I'm feeling slow in the uptake today. So, you know. But what, what, what can we do here other than to uh, look at this Carol Lenning, Philip Rucker book, which is just a, a breathtaking and totally not surprising. Uh, the, one of the things that stood out, one of the many things that stood out with this is that apparently when Donald Trump visited the USS Arizona Memorial in, in Honolulu yes. at, at, you know, Pearl Harbor, he, he turned to John Kelly and went, hey, John, what's this about? Trump is a <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. Why? Why are we here? What, what are we seeing today? I think he's, what, what are, are we, we seeing vi- today? Yeah. What are we visiting? visiting? What are we visiting today? Jesus yes. Christ. No one in the United States goes to the USS Arizona Memorial and goes, well, what's this all about? <laughs> what what the hell happened here? What happened here at Pearl Harbor? <laughs> you know, no one says that. Even Donald Trump's brain worms know what Pearl Harbor is. If you were to quiz them, they know what it is. I don't know, because see, if they're dining on Trump's brain, they're not getting any nutrition. So I'm not sure the brain worms... <laughs> that might be true, yeah. I'm sure the brain worms know either. I, You know, I thought of this last night. I was, I was reminded that I used to say this a lot on your show, and I haven't for a long time. Yeah. Donald Trump knows nothing about nothing. Nothing about he, nothing. He, he has... He, he is ignorant on every subject known mm-hmm. to man. You know, government, science, uh, it makes no difference. He knows nothing about any of it. Here's what he knows, and he, he does this very well, manipulating the public, especially yeah. the less intelligent. But, right. uh, you know, it, his, PR, uh, marketing, he's he's good at those things. He can't back it up with anything, no. but he's good good at that. Well, that's why he needs all these people to prop him up because he doesn't know anything. He's a completely empty vessel. There is nothing there, and so he's and got a, got a lot of blood. He knows how to scream. I mean, we know that. Right. Oh my God. Yes, it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, on the day that Michael Cohen was indicted, the same day that happened, Paul Manafort was sentenced. Trump was on the phone with Prime Minister Abe of Japan, mm-hmm. yes. lobbying Abe. To nominate or, Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. That's right. There you go. That's it right there. That's everything you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, about how much Trump cares about you as opposed to himself. How much he cares about the nation as opposed to himself. Oh, my God. Every single and, time. It's almost a daily thing. When I look at a bit of Trump news or I look at a Trump tweet and I think about that scene from National Lampoon's Vacation when they're on the seesaw and the one girl goes, uh, I'm going steady and I French kiss. And the other girl says, <laughs> well, yeah, everybody does that. And, and the, the other girl says, well, Daddy says I'm the best at it. <laughs> so that's right. constantly that's with Donald Trump. Every time he looks at a Rasmussen poll and goes, "Hey, look, I've got a 51 percent approval rating from Rasmussen," that's like uh-huh. saying Daddy says I'm the best at it. You know, it's just like <laughs> asking your mom how you did. It's like if I were to call See, up my mom after a podcast and go, "Hey, mom, how was that show?" and she were to say, "Oh, Bobby, it was the." Best show I've ever, ever heard. And I go around saying, hey, look, my mom said it was the best show she's ever, ever heard. So it must have been a great, great fucking show. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If I had Trump's uh, marketing mojo, yeah, I would surround, and I knew nothing about nothing. And, you know, we're pretty close to the truth there. Yeah. I would surround myself by people who do. Mm-hmm. And see, then we use my marketing skills to bring all these really brilliant, best in their field people yeah. as a team. That, that'd be a good way to do it. But Trump can't do that because of his narcissistic personality That's right. disorder. Yeah, he'd feel threatened by those Ill. people. Yeah, he, he, would, he would insist that all the people who knew things were just knowing things to insult him. Right to, to attack him, they, he he considers people who know things as a personal affront to him, and so he doesn't want to surround himself with any of those kind of people. So as a consequence, we get a lot of unfiltered Donald Trump. I mean, we see a lot more of Donald Trump's flaws than I think we've seen of any other president. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think we just all have a sense. I think we all know uh, what's going on behind the scenes here. There's no mystery to how Donald Trump is behaving from well, moment to moment. 
Yeah. Oh, behavior. Yeah. I was yeah. Gonna say, there are mysteries like you know what he looks like before he does his hair. <laughs> uh, oh, that's not a mystery either. I can or or, or put in his teeth. You know, I. <laughs> These are mysteries I we haven't been revealed. He hasn't shared yeah. those with us yet. And I would think that someone who wanted us to know his every move would would go to the trouble to do that. You know, the greatest thing about the imagining Donald Trump with just stepping out of the shower naked with his hair all just, down like Gollum and no teeth in his mouth oh and no God, makeup or anything. Oh do you know what's great about Stop. that? Great way to hold back an orgasm. <laughs> Thinking of or, that. <laughs> or or promote vomiting if there's a poisoning. <laughs> There's a poisoning in your house just to have the person think of that. But I uh, urge you not to vomit while you're holding back an orgasm, unless you're by yourself and you can do whatever you want in that case. But your partner but, may object to the vomit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, or hold back. Well, never. We've gone too far. <laughs> I think we have gone too far. I'm, tr- I'm starting to merge Donald Trump and sexual intercourse. It's probably a bad idea. Probably not something you want rattling around in your head as you're trying to uh, get it on. Don't worry, Kimberly. There's counseling. <laughs> Speaking of sex, back to uh, Carol Lennig, <laughs> yes. who is uh, who's easy on the eyes. Um, she is. Kimberly Ayers is always talking about. It. She's like the mom of the news media. She's like the the nice, sweet. She's like she would yeah, uh, the pretty she, mom. Yeah, she she would yeah. release a Pulitzer Prize winning news story and bake you a plate of cookies. That is, yeah, and, and 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 kick all of our asses intellectually. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, well, she and Philip Rucker also reported that uh, Trump wanted to sign an executive order. To make it legal to bribe foreign officials. He wanted to repeal the uh, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act through an executive order. Donald Trump thought he can repeal any law he wants using an executive order. Well, and here's the beauty of it. You know, he's uh, Republicans will tell you he's all about fighting foreign corruption. Yeah. And the first thing you do, of course, is eliminate the Foreign Corruption Act. That's how you. (laughs) Right. That's how you take that on. (laughs) Good God. It it, is. it, it, this is the most maddening thing about it is that all of this, everything he's done, couldn't be more in plain sight. As you were saying, you yeah. know, he's been very transparent in his bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it couldn't be more in plain sight, and yet so many don't see. Right, right. He said here, uh, it's just so unfair. Stop whining. In which uh, the Foreign, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act is keeping him from committing crimes. So, so unfair. Uh, but he frames it as, uh, it's unfair that American companies aren't allowed to pay bribes to get business right. overseas. Because how could that infect us culturally? You yeah. know what, if... Because, you know, American business knows the difference between paying bribes to foreign officials and American officials. Uh, (laughs) Right, right, right. I mean, with with previous presidents, and this is where one of the many ways Donald Trump gets the presidency wrong. With previous presidents, (laughs) there's always a bit of concern about self-preservation. There's always a concern about politics. How is this going to look? How is this going to affect my approval rating? How is this going to affect my ability to get reelected in four years or whatever happens? to be maybe that's five percent for a normal president five percent personal concern 95 percent concern for the presidency the office of the presidency and the country itself donald trump it's completely the opposite 95 i would say 99 percent of the presidency he is looking upon as being a catalyst yeah. for himself personally i th- I think you got the Trump number right but i think yeah. I, I would i would not give previous presidents quite so much credit okay. i think uh uh, I think a good percent. I'd, I'd maybe put it at forty percent political and sixty okay, percent yeah. for the good of the nation. But that still uh, dusts what we're seeing here. Right. Uh, this is the problem with both sides. I the both sides argument, which I I still wrestle with with some people who are good enough to continue talking with me. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's one of the things. They, the both sides. Well, the other side does it too. No, but you see, there's no comparison. There's a, yes, the, the Democrats have done some crappy things, but not like this. No. There's an exponential difference between the severity of of what we anything we've seen before. There's an exponential difference between this and Watergate. <laughs> and, you know, it's not surprising, too, that uh, given this information about uh, Donald Trump believing that you can just sign an executive order and repeal an entire law without Congress getting involved whatsoever, uh, it kind of makes sense that Trump had trouble yeah. reading from the Constitution. A super or reading de- anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Neil Cattell referred this as meta. This is a super meta story here as far as Donald Trump believing that uh, not only not understanding the Constitution, but completely incapable of reading it. 
Alexandra Pelosi was doing a documentary about the Constitution where she had uh, different officials read sections of the Constitution on videotape. And uh, Trump sat Trump down in the Oval Office to do his part. And he said, it's very hard to do because of the language here, Trump told the crew. It's very hard to get through that whole thing without a stumble. He added, it's like a different language, right? Different language. It's a different language. It's English. foreign language. Yeah. Yeah, The foreign language. language. Yeah. Yeah, I read something. I don't know. This is just rumor, but but it's interesting and and maybe enlightening. And that is that uh, during The Apprentice, Trump would... uh, Go ballistic, I guess, in a uh-huh. way, if uh, if he was unable to pronounce the words on the teleprompter. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. And, and have I played this for you yet? Have I played the meatloaf clip for you yet? Speaking of The Apprentice, where I think we can trace the entire Trump crisis back to meatloaf. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Sure. Yeah. In 2011, Donald Trump asked Meatloaf if he should run for president. Meatloaf said absolutely. And this is the right. this is the epicenter. This is like uh, patient zero of the entire Trump crisis. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody's saying I should run for president. Let me ask you a question. Meatloaf, should I run for president? Absolutely. Now, you would definitely vote for him. I would vote for you. Okay, In fact, I'll, I'll help you with your campaign. Oh, go fuck yourself, Meatloaf. <laughs> God damn it, it's Meatloaf's fault. Blame him. I, I, I so liked him in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Yes, didn't we all? I've done two music videos for Meatloaf. I've collected a paycheck, a couple of paychecks from Mr. Loaf. And so that, it's your fault, too. This is on your is. hands, Bob yes. I was just a hired hand. I was just following you orders. What can I say? Uh, meanwhile, a senior intelligence official, this is kind of chilling. Uh, Rachel Maddow just threw this out willy-nilly in the midst of interviewing Carol Lenning and, and Philip Rucker last night. From the book, a senior intelligence official said Trump is a long-term and immediate danger. You know, all the laughing at the stupidity and other things uh, that I was enjoying as I heard more and more about this book ceased and stopped right damn there. Because, oh my God, to to hear someone inside the government who has worked with Donald Trump, who has been in the room with him, refer to him as a long-term and immediate danger. Uh, yeah. Only, I mean, it confirms everything I've been concerned about since the very I, I've beginning. Been, yeah. I've been saying it for a couple of years now, like yeah. three years now. I, I lose track of time. I've been saying it all along. Right. I, and so have others. And and, they, and he's not the only voice in government. Uh, they just happened to spill out in the book. And by the way, in case we didn't give the title, I don't recall if we did, it's called A Very Stable Genius. Very Stable Genius, yes. Uh, by uh, Carol Lenig and Philip Rucker of the Washington Post. Pulitzer Prize winners, even keeled, traditional journalists, they there's nothing sensational. I've never heard Carol Lennig exaggerate. I've never heard Carol no. Lennig knowingly get something wrong. She is the gold standard as far as uh, uh, reporting right. goes, political reporting. And uh, and so I think it's it's unimpeachable. Of course, Donald Trump doesn't think that. Donald Trump thinks that anyone who's going after him is uh, is being unfair and lying. And they're second rate or what did he refer to them as? Third rate journalists of <laughs> some sort. See, and this is the other thing yeah. that surprises me about his base is that they haven't, even at this point, seen through his, his constant sputtering denials yeah. and... and 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 uh, you know misdirections and those sorts of things. When the, the, take any Red Hat's kid, when that kid gives an excuse, uh, the same excuse over and over, and and keeps blaming others over and over and over again, even a red hatted parent knows that's crap. Even even they know that that's a scam. Yeah. And yet they don't they don't see it in Trump. All of this just astounds me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know people who would not walk across the street to piss on Donald Trump's shoe, who are in love with Donald Trump, who think that Donald Trump is the end all be all, and why? Because he's constantly owning the libs, and they like anyone yeah. who's owning yeah. the libs. Oh yeah. You know, it's like it, it, basically the whole Donald Trump con construct is the same as what we've seen a lot of times with Madison Avenue, with marketing, with advertising, where yeah, they invent a, he's good at it. Yeah. Well, they invent a problem, which is they make up a bunch of bullshit about the left. They uh, amplify some of the left's crazies and say, OK, that's representative of the entire big tent Democratic Party, that crazy person over there in the corner. And then they elevate that and then they say, OK, well, Donald Trump is the antidote to all of that. And so thank God we have this antidote to 
to all of that crazy leftist stuff that we've made up on Fox News Channel. And so that's it. It's just it's like suddenly they've adapted this advertising marketing ploy to, uh, again, another reason, another way to prop up Donald Trump. Uh, with you know, and it's a mountain of bullshit that he's propped up on. It's entirely said, bullshit. And the Democrats need to step up here. Like I said, this is yeah. a battle for public opinion. Uh, the way to succeed with this impeachment and removal is to push that public opinion even farther than it's already come. Yeah. It's come this far, uh, even though it's taken three years. In some ways, we never thought we'd get here. So we're <laughs> what it was. We're we're. We, I don't know. Somebody, we're we're making good time. We're, we're I think we're in, in some ways. We're, we don't know where we're going, but we're making good time. I hope so because the odds of breaking through the uh, impediments at this point, the impediments as far as the truth goes, as far as the Donald Trump fiction goes, as far as Fox News goes, it's becoming more and more difficult as time moves on. And specifically, what's emerging as one of the most serious challenges of our time is the weaponization of the fire hose of news. And I want to get to this Vox story in just a second here, but first we're going to take a, a quick break and come back with more. Well, sh- what's that? We, before we break, I, I do have here today's school lunch menu. You know, we like to squeeze that in whenever we can. And so before, just before the break here, uh, your school lunch menu for today, uh, the protein entree today is fried cheese sticks. Uh, the veg- vegetable of the day is potato pizza. And a fried Snickers bar for dessert. That's under the new Trump guidelines. Yes, so enjoy your lunch today, kids. <laughs> Trump's USDA bringing the most nutritious food to our children during an obesity School epidemic. Lunch yes. menu. Thank you so much. Okay, more show right after these words. <laughs> you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is uh, Dave Moulter, another song from his Foolish Heart album. This is Tell Me That You Love Me. Ev, I mean, Dave Moulter is on fire right now. Not literally. I, <laughs> I'm glad to report that he's not literally on fire. But as far as Thank his music goodness. goes, yeah, radio station after radio station playing Dave Moulter. And we were one of the foist. So thank you. Thank you to... Uh, Thank you to all of our recording artists for submitting your music at bobseska.com slash music. Okay, uh, did you see any of the uh, uh, the Virgin Con in, <laughs> in Richmond yesterday? Uh, that was interesting oh, to look at. Just just some still shots and headlines. I really didn't delve into it too much. You know, yeah. I, I saw the report on the news last night. The funny thing about it is it really confirmed for me that a lot of what that culture is, the gun culture, is all about dress them up. I guess the new term that yeah. I learned yesterday is LARPing, which is uh, live action role playing. That's what LARP to LARP is to live well, action is, role play. Yeah. Th- this information will come in very handy for you and I. <laughs> That's right. To me, it's no different than people dressing up in Star Trek uniforms to go to San Diego Comic-Con or uh, yeah, yeah. P- people dressing up like uh, Civil War soldiers and going to Gettysburg. This is, but- they had a they had a huge turnout. I saw an instance of one young man being asked, you know, why are you here? What are you protesting? And he really had no idea. <laughs> He's uh, no idea yeah. So uh, this underscores what you're saying about uh, the nature of it. They did have a, a huge turnout. I'm very proud of the fact that 
that uh, the governor of Virginia stepped up uh, to try to prevent trouble and that counter protesters stayed away. Yeah. Uh, let's let's try the don't acknowledge them approach. And what you get out of that is the silly little show they put on yesterday. Well, I was comparing it to cosplaying, which is, you know, what you yes. see. At oh, the, I understand. At yeah. The cons. Yeah. And, and what happens is uh, they do the dress them up and they think that they're in the military and they like to pretend. And, uh, you know, that's it's the sure. whole thing. It's it's make believe is what it is, uh, except this time they have uh, live ammo. And that's the only difference. Yeah. Well, and something and something happens to your psyche, I think, when you strap yeah. on uh, a live weapon. I yeah. really do. I think when you strap on a badge and, and a live weapon, mm-hmm. I think it, it does it. You got to feel differently than you did before you strapped on the badge and the, the weapon, don't you think? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, it, it's a dangerous kind of cosplay. I'm not worried about Comic-Con people going into space. Oh, I no, am worried. No. I am worried about these guys actually shooting their dress-up guns. Yeah, and if they would just admit it, that'd be great. You know, I'm not impugning, certainly not impugning. I've I've dressed up in a Civil War uniform once or twice to attend an, an event. And and so that, <laughs> I mean, the it's, other, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's, that's for learning and that's for fun. These guys think they're seriously out there stirring up it. some kind of, yeah, stirring up some sort of rebellion, some sort of revolt, this, some sort of civil this, war, and it's not. The other, the other other scary thing about this is they're infiltrated by yeah. white nationalists and neo-Nazis and others who uh, have overlapping views and they weave themselves into these demonstrations and get a chance to talk to some of these yeah. fellows who are really just here for dress up and uh, there's a real danger of contamination uh, yeah. there, I think from the evil forces that are there. Yeah, right. To a certain degree, they're all influenced by this uh, flooding of the zone, the uh, muddying of the truth that is happening right now uh, as a consequence of people like Steve Bannon, who have, you know, from the very Uh beginning of the fire hose of news, and we all started Uh to see it during the campaign, even even before the 2016 election, where it seemed just like this constant steady flow of insanity coming out of the Trump team. And so just as soon as you were to absorb one thing, there'd be five other things that would land in your lap and you suddenly forget about what that first thing was. And And so my concern all along was what happens when they figure that out? What happens when they figure out, oh, I see the news media can't handle 12 stories in an hour. They can't cover every single one of those stories with the thoroughness that it probably deserves, given how crazy each one of those 12 things are. And so my concern was, yeah, they're going to figure that out and they're going to weaponize it. And lo and behold, here we are exactly, well, just three years and a day into Trump's first term as president, and hopefully his last term, his only term. And we hear about this from Vox, where uh, Steve Bannon, and these other guys are taking that exact approach. They're deliberately flooding the zone with, with insanity. There's a, there's a word. You, you're, you're missing the word. This okay. is, I think, an important word. And I, this is the word I tried to get you to say at the top of the show when you mentioned this, because this is in that Vox article, I believe. Yeah. And that is that, uh, what is it that Steve Bannon is asking that the zone be flooded with? The word he used was shit. Shit. And I don't say that, I don't say that for shock value. Right. I say it because it makes a very important point about what he's flooding the zone with. Yes. And yes. that's that not only in number, like Bob has mentioned, but in the in, in, in terms of falsehoods. Flood it with falsehoods. Flood yeah. it with shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's part of, yeah, he's very much a part of that strategy, very much a supporter and uh, enforcer of that strategy. But I, I just, I wanted you to say that word because we can, but yeah. because I think it, <laughs> Because I think it goes to what he's flooding the zone with. Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, in this piece, they're talking about how people are numb and disoriented, struggling mm-hmm. to discern what you is think? real in a sea of slant, fake, and fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is partly why an earth-shattering historical event like a president's impeachment has done very little to move public opinion. It says here, the issue mm-hmm. yeah. for many people isn't exactly a denial of truth as such. It's more a growing weariness of the process of finding the truth at all and that weariness leads to more and more people to abandon the idea that the truth is even knowable they call this manufactured because it's the consequence of a deliberate strategy it was distilled almost perfectly by steve bannon the former head of breitbart news and chief strategist for donald trump the democrats don't matter bannon said the real opposition is the media and the way to deal with them is to flood the zone with Shit. In October, the author spoke to uh, uh, the author of this article uh, spoke to a Soviet-born reality TV show producer 
who's now turned an academic who wrote right. a book about Putin's propaganda strategy. And the goal, this person said, wasn't to sell an ideology or a vision of the future. Instead, it was to convince people that the truth is unknowable and the only <laughs> sensible choice is to follow a strong leader. Isn't that exactly what we're seeing right now? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, yeah, that, that works for Hitler. It's working here. You were talking about uh, people being numb and the truth not being knowable, the truth being unknowable. What are we now, uh, the French? It's like, <laughs> wh what, is, what is this truth? What is truth? How you say truth. <laughs> what, yeah. is, uh, what is truth? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. But I, I mean, we see this in uh, our debates over Thanksgiving dinner with our Trump-supporting yes. uh, family members and so on, where, uh, you know... The truth is being constantly disputed here. But the, you know what? This isn't unique to what ha what's been happening since Trump arose. This has been something that you go back to the Bush administration, the George W. Bush administration. We were debating the existence of truth. What was the common truth that we can all base our opinions on? And now what the truth is being reframed as simply being an extension of opinion like oh the, you're that's your truth that's not my truth my truth is this but i i really get concerned when people start to attribute the uh the search for the truth as being a both sides thing i don't think yeah, it's, well, it's a both too sides late thing. and in some in some ways it, it's too late yeah and 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 trump has echoed orwell with the uh, don't believe everything you see and hear uh yeah sort of remarks that he's made uh orwell warned us about that and and uh, trump uh, without knowing who orwell is has uh has has brought it to life has made it real has yeah. been a part of our lives well, and obviously, in a lot of ways, Trump is being uh, puppeteered by Vladimir Putin. And, oh, very much. And, yeah. and so much of what we see, and it, it becomes so clear uh, to many of us who are observing this, especially very up uh, in an up close way, that uh, Donald Trump is just mirroring all of the horrendous uh, processes that uh, Vladimir Putin has popularized in Russia. And in fact, uh, there was a, a small—it's not small to in the in the grand scheme, but a. Compared to everything else, it's a smaller story. Putin is in the process of expanding his power in Russia. He replaced his prime minister yeah. and uh, proposed constitutional changes, which would limit the power of a successor after 2024, when Putin is required by law to step down. As head of the state council, Putin could also remain in control and guide policy after his presidential term expires, according to these his, new rules. Yeah. And his cabinet stepped out of the way to allow it to happen. Jesus Christ. If this can happen here. All of this shit that we're seeing in Russia and in the Philippines and in Turkey and in North Korea, and China, all of these things can happen here. Uh, and you have no idea how close we are to that. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to happen in a way that seems, give or take, a little bit normal. It's not going to be sold. It's, Donald Trump isn't going to suddenly have a Nazi armband and a little uh, 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 weird little mustache. That's not, It's not going to look like that. It's going to look, it's going to come packaged in a way that's uh, acceptable to a lot of people. And it's going to be, uh, you know, using existing processes and and it's going to be packaged in all the iconography of America and the flag and the eagle and the apple pie. And, you know, that's how it's going to happen here. So it's going to be very difficult for a lot of people, especially casual observers, to pick it out of a lineup. Okay. And I, I think ending on a negative note like that uh, makes the opening joke seem much funnier. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, my God, what a dark way to end the show today. Thank God we have the postmortem show to make up for it, though. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show if you want to subscribe. Help support this podcast by signing up for our bonus content on our Patreon page. It's either Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show or just simply Bob Show.com. Or one last way you can get to it is you go to Bob and click the all caps Patreon link just beneath my bulbous head right there on the front page. So meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment is the best hour of news you're going to hear all week coming up this Thursday. Uh, probably, a, I imagine, a complete recap of everything that's been happening in the impeachment trial and all of the insanity surrounding that, too. Uh, Buzz Burbank News and Comment, buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com. Everywhere you get your podcast, so please go and subscribe. Five-star rating and review for all oh. of our podcasts. Yes. Thank you in advance for doing that. All right, Postmortem Show coming up next. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.